Here we go, Matthew 17. Matthew 17, verse 17. Jesus answered them, O faithless and perverse generation. Hello, good morning, (laughs) happy new year. How long should I bear with you? Bring him to me. Him is a boy that had a demon. The disciples could not cast the demon out of the boy. So verse 18 says, Jesus rebuked the demon. It came out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. The disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Jesus is saying there are certain issues in your life that will require prayer and fasting. So I want to preach from that subject, except by prayer and fasting, except by prayer and fasting. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you would speak to us now in the moments we share. I thank you that no one is here by accident. No one is a part of this moment by accident. But I believe you've drawn us together for this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. I do want to begin this talk by reminding you that God does answer prayer. Last week I said that the Bible is a book of possibilities. I want to just continue on that thought for a moment and tell you that the Bible is an invitation. It's actually an invitation into an impossible life. It's an invitation into a life that you could not experience without God. The Bible is an invitation to pray. The Bible is an invitation to walk in something and experience something that would not happen without Jesus. So God said in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me, talk to me, pray to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. God goes on in Isaiah 65, 24, I will answer them before they even call to me. While they're still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Now, an amazing author, Max Lucado, who is just an incredible man of God, said this, our prayers may be awkward. And all the men said, amen. (laughs) Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers always make a difference. See, if you, if you were to say today, I don't feel like I'm good at praying, you can't be good or bad at praying. It's not about you. It's about the one who hears it. It's not about the one who says it. It's about the one who hears it. And though at times we feel feeble and awkward and I'm not sure what to say, the power is not in what you say. The power is in the one that you say it to. Huh. Mother Teresa said, prayer is not just about asking. Prayer is putting oneself into the hands of God, listening to his voice in the depth of your heart. Prayer is about surrender. Prayer is about surrendering that time over the next 10 days that you would normally spend on other things. And and you're placing oneself into the hand of God for him to do a work in your life. 
The Bible said in Acts chapter 12, verse 15, Peter was kept in prison. Peter was literally on death row. But the church earnestly prayed to God for him. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. Rough year financially for Las Vegas, but the, year, but the church prayed. A lot of crazy stuff already happened in 2021, but the church prayed. Prayed. Hello, welcome to Happy New Year. A lot going on in my life, but the church prayed. Dealing with some things, but the church prayed. The testimony of the believer is not a perfect life, but it should be a praying life. It should be a life that says, when I faced my giant, I prayed. And when I prayed, God answered. And when God answered, things began to move in my life. May City Light be a praying church. A church full of the Holy Spirit, a church anointed by the Holy Spirit, a church where people can feel the presence of the Lord, where it's not just good music, good production, good lighting, good sound, funny preaching, good singing, all of I want all of that, excellent check-in for the kids and an excellent program. I want all of that to happen. But what makes us powerful is not our presentation. What makes us powerful is our prayers. What makes you powerful is your prayer life. What makes us powerful is not what we do in public, but what we do in private. But the church prayed. Oh, I feel a little preachy at the beginning of the year. So let me say this, especially to you that maybe are a little more cynical and Maybe are kind of like, yeah, but, but preacher, prayer, prayer isn't everything. Well, it may not be everything, but it's the most important thing. It may not be everything, but it's the foundational thing. Like to your house, the foundation, the concrete, it's not everything. But without it, the walls don't stay up. Without it, the roof doesn't stay on. Without it, the windows don't work. Without it, the AC don't matter. Prayer is my foundation. Prayer is my rock. The Word of God is my foundation. The Word of God is my rock. It's not everything, but it's the most important thing. It's not everything, but it's the preeminent thing. It's not everything, but it's the highest thing. It's not everything, but without that thing, you get nothing else. So prayer is not our last resort. It's our first response. This is why we pray and fast. Prayer may not be everything, but it is the one thing that everything else flows out of. Ian Bounds said it like this. Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. A rare delight that is always revealing a new beauty about God. <laughs> so here's what makes fasting and prayer so powerful. Because it goes beyond our feelings and maybe even against our feelings. Because you're going to feel hungry in the next 10 days. But fasting goes beyond and it goes against. <sighs> See, God calls us to do something physically that breaks us through spiritually. Physical obedience brings spiritual breakthrough. But I feel, no, God calls us to act. 
I, I feel humble, and God says, bow down and worship me. Well, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, humility. I feel generous. God says, tithe. <laughs> like he defined it. But I feel generous. But I gave an extra $2 tip. No, tithe. I feel like a worshiper. Lift your hands. That's weird. No, it's not. It's how God prescribed worship. He said, lift your hands. Sing. I don't have a good voice. That's okay. That's why the music's so loud. That's why we have nine speakers so that we don't hear you. <laughs> well, I feel like I want to break through in 2021. Awesome. Fast. Well, I wrote it down on my vision board. Fast. Well, I wrote it down on my notes app. Fast. Well, I wrote on my Facebook that this is going to be my year of victory. Awesome. Fast. But I put it on my screensaver. Fast. Because I feel like I want to break through this year too. I feel like I want to have the best year of my life too. I feel like I want God to do a miracle in my life this year too. But fasting goes beyond the feeling. Goes beyond the list. Goes beyond the vision board. Goes beyond what I posted on social media. And it tells God I'm serious. Okay, so Jesus has been praying on the mountain. He comes off the mountain. He's been praying and fasting on the mountain. There's this beautiful vision of Moses and Elijah. There's this whole thing that you can read about in Luke chapter 9 that gives us a little more detail of the scripture. He comes off the mountain. The disciples cannot deliver this boy. The father brings him to Jesus. And here are the words of Jesus, super encouraging. You faithless and perverse generation. How long do I got to deal with you? This is like not sweet Jesus like that you think of Norwegian Jesus with the lamb. And, it's okay, guys. We're going to do this together. No, this is like mad Jesus. And he's like, y'all are faithless and perverted. I'm just trying to get my son better. <laughs> okay, when, when you see perverse, don't think perverse like perverted sexually. Think carnal. Where we get carnal is like you're too connected to your senses and not connected enough into the spiritual world. Okay? So here's what he actually, he said, he said you don't have faith. He didn't say you don't have enough faith. He said you have no faith. Because if you even had a little bit of faith, like a mustard seed. So he said you have no faith and you're too carnal. You're intimidated by what you're seeing instead of amazed at who I am. So he said you're carnal. And you're faithless, and because you're carnal and faithless, you can't get answers. Now, he doesn't leave there. If he left there, that's called condemnation. Y'all are carnal, perverted, faithless, I'm out. And he left. That would suck. <laughs> he goes, let me help you. Here's the antidote. Here's the medicine. Here's, here's, how, here's how you're going to break that. Prayer and fasting. This kind comes out by prayer and fasting. If you will pray and fast, you will break the carnality. You will break the faithlessness in your heart so that when you look at an issue, you can speak to it and it has to move. So he says you have a faith issue, you have a carnality issue. So here's what prayer and fasting does. I've taught on this before. 
Prayer connects me to God. And I would even say prayer reconnects me to God. It's, it's that daily reconnection to something real and spiritual and supernatural and eternal. Prayer connects me to God. Fasting disconnects me from the world. Fasting disconnects me from the world. You know, you were having an okay day today before you got on social media. And then you went, oh, we're, oh, okay. I'm supposed to be mad. Okay, yeah, like, right? Like it. And you have to learn when to disconnect. Fasting disconnects me from my senses that are demanding a level of emotional energy that I may not have. So prayer connects me to God. Fasting disconnects me from the world. Fasting does not change God. Fasting changes me. Fasting is not going on a hunger strike telling God, I'm not going to eat until you do something or I'm going to die. No. Fasting is not manipulation. Fasting does not tell God, oh, I better do something quick before they die. That's fasting is about alignment. Fasting is about faith. Fasting is about I have to position myself in such a way where I can hear from God and where I can talk to God where distractions have been removed. So Jesus says you have a lack of faith and you're carnal. The answer is prayer and fasting. You have to separate from what you can see and you have to connect to the unseen. And this happens through prayer, happens through fasting. So let me give you five things fasting does. Number one, fasting creates space for God. Excuse me, fasting creates space for more of God. It creates space for more of God. The Bible said in Luke 2.37 that Anna never left the temple but worship night and day, fasting and praying. She never left the temple, but night and day, that's why I'm encouraging you to listen to praise and worship music. Night and day, she never stopped worshiping and fasting. So, see, we, we sing songs like, I want more of God, or we preach about we need more of God, or we preach about we need a move of God, or, or, or I'll pray, God, I want more of you. All of that's okay. But in reality, what's really happening is God needs more of us. Because you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the fullness of the Godhead in you. You're, you're not getting more of God. God's getting more of you. <laughs> so John said it like this. He must increase. But I must decrease. Fasting is about decrease. I'm decreasing distraction. I'm de- decreasing my senses. I'm decreasing my plate. I'm decreasing the noise. I'm, I'm decreasing so that he can increase. Not because I'm getting more of him, but he's getting more of me. My awareness of God grows as I remove distractions. There's this old scripture from Psalm 34, 3. I love it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It's so awesome. But magnifying God doesn't make God bigger. Magnifying God makes God clearer. Y'all ever got a magnifying glass and all of a sudden that thing 
it, it just got bigger to you. It's not bigger. It's bigger to you. It's not closer. It just got closer to you. When God moves, it's not because God moved. It's because we moved. We moved. Wow, what a move of God on Sunday. No, it was a move of us. Because God's going, I'm always here ready to do anything. But I need you to move. I need you to pray. I need you to fast. I need you to be aware. I need you to magnify. Like, it's done with God. God's done. He's like, I'm all in. We're not changing God. God's changing us. Fasting doesn't get God on our page. Fasting gets us on God's page. So he doesn't grow, but he gets bigger to me. He doesn't get bigger, I get smaller. So James 4.8 says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. I can, I can 100% guarantee that if you'll pray and fast for the next 10 days, you will be closer to God. And it won't be because God moved into your house. It's because you moved towards God. Number two, fasting releases wisdom and direction. Fasting releases wisdom and direction. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. I don't know if you need wisdom or direction this year. Fasting will do it. Fasting will release wisdom and direction. Acts 13, 2. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, worshiping, Fasting, God starts talking. Appoint Barnabas and Saul to the special work which I have called them. So, after more fasting, why? Because Saul was just killing people a couple of chapters ago. So they're like, we need to make sure we heard from the Lord. Let's, let's fast some more. So after more fasting and more prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Um, a lot of my preaching should be and is walk in wisdom, Walk in godly community and walk in the light of the word. Like, if the Bible says it, let's do it. So much of, so much of life is, is truly black and white in the sense of, yeah, the Bible, yeah, let's do, yeah, that's what the Bible says. Let's go with that. That's, that's like 99.9% of life. It's walking in the wisdom and blessing of God. But there is also need for faith for the gray. When it's like, I'm not going to find a scripture and verse for this. And, and I can't just have someone tell me what to do. I need to hear from God. Because the Bible's not going to tell you homeschool, public school, private school. you got to decide that with the Holy Spirit for your kid. The Bible's not going to tell you in 2021, do I buy, do I lease, do I rent, do I move in with mama? you got to go hear from God. The Bible's not going to tell me if I should or should not buy a building for this church. We're going to need a word from God confirmed by the, by the board of directors. We're going to have to fast and pray. Because what prayer and fasting does is it gives you direction for the gray. Do I take that job or this job? Do I, do I, do I get in business with them? Ugh, something uh, Fasting says no. Fasting says, yes. Fasting says, wait. Fasting says, that's... 
And again, it's not because you fast and God goes, okay, now I'll talk. It's because you finally got in a position. Now, I don't know if y'all's cars still have this, but my car has a radio. Y'all got radios still? Are those still in vehicles? And I don't know if you could be, you, you'd be on a station just... And then you click, boom, and there it is. And there's the song, and there's your jam, and there's the rhythm, and there's the music, and there's the words. It, it never, the, the signal never stopped. God's always talking. Fasting. Can y'all make that noise? Can we just, is that COVID approved? I don't, don't spread droplets, but. So dumb. Fasting clicks. You in, and it wasn't that the Spirit of God wasn't talking. It's that through worship and fasting and prayer and getting quiet, you go, oh, I hear now. And if you need wisdom and direction this year, pray and fast. And number three, fasting speeds up answers. All I'm doing today is building your faith. Because you're going to need it on, like, Thursday. <laughs> if I have one more beet smoothie, I'm going to beat somebody up. You better have faith. Amen. You better have faith. Because when you start getting hungry, you need to have faith to go, wait, no, I'm doing, I'm, I'm getting a word from God. Fasting speeds up answers. Isaiah 58, 8. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then you will call to the Lord, and he will say, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. So the question is, what is quick? So here you go. This is why I'm the pastor. This is, this is why you pay me a salary. You ready? Quick is quicker than if you didn't fast. That's all I got. Number four, that's all I got. Number four, <laughs> fasting brings victory. Fasting brings victory. The Bible said that the armies of Israel were surrounded by the enemy. So King Jehoshaphat, look at this, Second Chronicles 20 verse 30, Jehoshaphat was terrified by the news. Listen, these are some pretty terrifying times. Maybe you've been terrified over 2020. Maybe you've been scared about the virus or scared about the economy or scared about your uh, family or scared for this or scared. Maybe, maybe you feel terrified. That's okay. But there is a proper response to being terrified. And, and the proper response to being terrified is not to feed with more fear. He's terrified, so he begged the Lord for guidance. God, you got to talk to me. I need a word from God. I need, I need peace. I need a do not fear word. I need a promise from the scripture. God, I need your guidance. And they also ordered, I love that he ordered this Old Testament. It's what pastors wish they could do. <laughs> Everyone's going on a fast. No, I can't order you. He ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. They were surrounded by the enemy. They were terrified. And he said, we're going to go on a fast until we get direction from God. And then God starts talking and he tells them how to fight, when to fight, what to say, when to fight. It's pretty amazing. 
This is the story where he says, don't fight with a sword, pick up a trumpet. This is the fight where he said, go out fighting, saying the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. God gives him a full strategy on what to do and how to get the victory. Many of you, you need a supernatural answer for your marriage. You need a supernatural answer for your kids. You need a supernatural answer for your business. You need a supernatural answer for the season that is ahead. Not just earthly, carnal wisdom. Not just, well, what does the news tell me to think, and then I'll think that. You need a word from heaven that says, I've heard from God, I've heard from the word, I have a word from the Holy Spirit, and we're moving forward with that. You need a word from God. And that is what brought them the victory. Fasting releases victory. What, what, where we could not break through before, we were able to break through because we prayed and we fasted. We got the victory. Number five, fasting breaks demonic resistance. Now, I never talk about the devil, but I'm going to right now. And I don't, I don't give a lot of room for demons and I don't try to be overly spiritual, but I want to show you this is a key to fasting. That fasting breaks demonic resistance. Now, not everything in your life is a demon. And you can't blame everything on a demon. As the one guy said years ago, the devil made me do it. Now, we can't blame everything on the devil. And we can't blame everything on, you know, some spiritual force that overtook us. That's, that's, we don't live there, okay? When Adam sinned, he blamed Eve. When Eve sinned, she blamed the devil. So we don't live in the blame game. But there are times when you're doing all you know to do and you can't get a breakthrough. Fasting breaks the demonic resistance. Now, the reason we don't constantly live in warfare is because the devil's not omnipresent. So he's not always messing with you. You're not that important, I just got to tell you. (laughs) But there are times that you are facing a demonic resistance. Look at what Daniel says, Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Daniel has been praying and fasting for 21 days. Michael, the archangel, comes to Daniel in verse 12 and says, Do not be afraid, since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Your words were heard. Everyone out loud say, My words were heard. One more time, my words were heard. So, so Michael says, Daniel, you prayed. We heard, and we started moving. You prayed, and God said, Michael, go. Send angelic reinforcement. Bring him the victory. I heard, we heard your prayer. From the moment you said the words, he heard. And I have come in response to them. But, but, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Oh, this is heavy. He says, Daniel, 21 days ago you prayed. And 21 days ago God said yes. And for 21 days there has been a fight in the spirit to get you the answer. And Daniel for 21 days has been praying and fasting. Here's the thing going back to 
fasting speeds up answers. How long would it have taken if he wasn't fasting? So the Bible says that he dealt with the prince, quote, prince of Persia. Now, prince means ruler. Now, here's what we see in the New Testament. We see principality, Ephesians 6, 12. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. What's a pality? It's a city. The Apostle Paul says that there are rulers, princes, over palities, over cities. Every city has demonic rulers. Happy New Year. You're like, I came for my best life now, dog. I did not come for this. Okay. No, I'm helping you. I'm making you bigger right now. That's why Dallas doesn't feel like Houston, and Houston doesn't feel like Miami, and Miami doesn't feel like New York City, and New York City doesn't, and the Bronx doesn't feel like Brooklyn, and Brooklyn doesn't feel like Queens, and, and Seattle doesn't feel like Portland, and Portland doesn't feel like L.A. They all have a different, Vegas has its own principality. What happens here stays here. I come with money, and I come to do things that I would never do at home. That's a principality. I'm about to blow money that I would never blow at home, but I've given myself a budget to lose here. That's a principality. A principality in Vegas is you won't, you won't get roots. Things get tough, I'm going to go home. This isn't home for people. That's a principality. When things get tough, go deeper. Don't leave. That's a principality. I'm going to go back to mama. I'm going to go back to the south. I'm going to go back to Idaho. What's there? Potatoes? Stop. Dig down. I know it's tough here. It's the sixth most unchurched city in America. There's, there's devils in this city. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly that we will not get a building without prayer and fasting. We will not. Why? Because real estate here has been designated by the enemy for certain things. So you don't just go, yeah, we want to buy that property. And the devil goes, yeah, I would love that. We'd could do a casino, but yeah, let's do a church instead. No. I, we have to break, and I do, have to break something in the spirit, a principality and power, that would resist what God wants to do. So the, the angel, and I know this is heavy, but relax, I'm almost done. The angel says, you prayed, we heard you, the answer was yes, but we had to fight demonic resistance. Prayer and fasting opens heaven over your life and breaks the demonic resistance that is pushing. That's why for some people, you do all you can. You go to counseling. You talk to people. You do all the things you can do, but you can't break that addiction. You can't get past that unforgiveness. You can't get past that anger. You can't get past that hatred. You can't get past that lust. You can't get past that thing. And you're going, why, why, why? It is time my brothers and sisters, to pray and fast. I'm not saying you're demon-possessed. I'm not saying you're even, you're, you're, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are demons assigned to families, assigned to names, assigned to generations. And I don't, we don't live in the fear of it, but we do break it. There are people in this room, no one in your family's ever broken six figures. Others of you, no one's ever broken six, seven figures. There's people in this room never broken into higher education. There's people who've never had good marriages. There's people in this room never had good health. There's people in this room that have never been able to keep jobs. There's people in this room that have, listen, you've got to see 
that maybe it's beyond just the natural. Can I get agreement in the room? And maybe it's time to pray and fast and say, I will be the curse breaker. I will be the Daniel that will break this thing over my life and over my family and over my last name. This is real. And I've talked a lot about my wife and I's finances and how we've given our way to where we are. But we've also, I've also prayed and fasted our way. Because we've broken through financially on a level that no one else in our family ever has. I'm talking about cousins and uncles and aunts, everyone. We've been able to do that, but it's been, I believe, not just natural. I believe it's been spiritual. So I'm not asking you to find a demon under everything. But I am saying, I believe it's time to pray and fast. Because there are princes of paladies. There are rulers of cities. There are, there are spiritual forces that don't want us to win. Let me just read Ephesians 6.12. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. All of those are different demonic ranks, by the way. I, I love the one about rulers of this age because even every age has demons assigned to moments in history. That's why we got to pray and fast. Like your devil will not be your kid's devil. Okay, anyway, now I'm, just, now I'm just meddling. Now I'm just talking. i got to stop. That's why we're praying fast. Not because we're looking for demons or afraid of demons. Dear God, we are not. But we pray and fast to break things that are fighting against us, that are resisting this more than conqueror victory that God has assigned us to. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. So for 10 days, we're going to pray and fast. For 10 days, we're going, to, we're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to read the Bible. We're going to have a different rhythm for 10 days than we've had. And we're going to hear from heaven. We're going to hear from heaven. I'm telling you, just even now, just talking to a pastor and him, well, how do you do this? And how do you do this? And how, why is that so good? And why does that work so well? And why do this? And I just go, oh, man. I'm not that smart. I'm pretty smart, but I'm not that smart. No, I am. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> My wife is very smart, but can I tell you, it is the hand of God on this church. And your testimony is not going to be, I was smart enough, talented enough, good enough, spiritual enough. Your testimony will be, I pray and I fast and God does for me what I could not do for myself. Come on, clap your hands. Agree with this preacher right now. God broke through on my house. That's the testimony. That's the testimony. Play me out of here, Zach. I'm going to preach all day. Woo, let's pray. Are you ready? Are you ready? Before we pray, look, look up again. Are you ready? Come on, let's, let's do this together. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. I pray for the grace. 
I pray for the determination. I pray for the will of your people over these next 10 days. Lord, that we would not be a faithless and perverse generation. That is not what we want said of us. We want to be a people. We're not perfect. Not a people who have never made a mistake, but we want to be a people full of faith. Absolutely surrendered to the plan and the purposes of God for our life. So help us, Lord, as we enter this season that you would mark us with your presence, that you would speak to us as we pray, as we fast, as we worship, as we read your word. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord. You're in this room right now. Your head is bowed, eyes closed. You've never given your life to Christ. Pray with me. You feel far from God. Pray with me. You need to rededicate your life to Jesus. Pray with me. Everyone in the room is going to pray it out loud. We want to give you the courage and the faith to say these words. Everyone out loud, say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. I turn from my old life and I turn towards you. I declare Jesus is Lord of my life. Just without anyone moving or looking around, if you're sitting there right now and you go, Jabin, that was me. I just gave my life to Christ or I'm rededicating my life to the Lord. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. I'm counting to three because I just wanna give you a moment to breathe, a moment of courage, and then a moment to raise your hand. I'm not gonna ask you to stand or move forward or leave your seat, but right where you're sitting, between you and God and this preacher, Jabin, I'm giving my life to Christ today. I'm rededicating my life to Christ. If that was you, Acknowledge that publicly. And I believe the very presence and love of God is going to overwhelm you even as you do. You know who you are. One, two, and three. Can I see your hand? Is there anyone, anyone, anyone? See you, see you. Anyone else? See you, see you. See you, see you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? See you back here. Beautiful, beautiful back here. Anyone else? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyone else? Fantastic, beautiful. You can put your hands down. Church, can we celebrate? with a massive, massive praise.